Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. He is Alan Stiles. I'm some local vagrant. And I'm here to remind you that for all of our best content, whenever that happens, head to YouTube, search 95.7 The Game, and click subscribe. You'll see all of our shows live, the best interviews like Bomani Jones and the one coming up with Rich Eisen, the most interesting segments, behind-the-scenes content from the Warriors, and more. I wonder what that is. It's all on the 95.7 The Game YouTube page, so subscribe. Well, it's almost halftime in Orlando. James Wiseman is 0 for 4, but he's playing more than Jalen Duran because Jalen Duran got into foul trouble. So mm. they're obviously, and I don't want to dwell on this long, but no, 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 he's no, going to get can. the he's going to get no, he's going to get the look that he never got here on a team that has nothing to play for except Victor Wembanyama. Right, he's going to get. I don't, people don't like the word fair, but he's going to get a fair shake here. I don't know if he'll get a fair shake. He'll get a shake. Because I don't know if there's any... There's, there's either... There are unfair shakes, and then there are two fair shakes. But mm -hmm. it almost never happens that you get exactly a chance. Um, it's still more than whatever he well, was No, it's more. But I don't know if he lasts until next year. It depends on where Detroit decides to put its emphasis because they also have to pay a, a big chunk of salary next year. And they might decide, given that they have so many big guys, that maybe he's a luxury they don't have to afford. Well, if they decide that they don't want to pay for James Wiseman, what is the worst case scenario for James Wiseman? Is the, is the well, assumption somebody else will just pick him up? No, so, I don't know that the, the worst case scenario is probably Europe. Well, I was going to say, what happens? Does anybody, anybody that picks him up will have to pay him that Warriors contract, right? It doesn't go away. No, it doesn't go away. So that's going to be the problem. It's not a matter of people not wanting to give him a shot. It's a matter of we, we can't just see what we have. We can't give you that shot and pay you this kind of money. But him getting paid and him getting played are two radically different things. Mm -hmm. I mean... Detroit is in a position now where they are going to be young. They're they're young now and they're going to be younger because yeah. they're going to get a top four pick almost certainly. And whether it's Wembenyama or Scoot Mitchell or 
any of those guys. Right. One of the Thompson twins. Um, they're going to, that guy's going to get run too. So the question becomes whether Detroit sees something in Wiseman that makes them keep him. Or maybe they pay him, not play him. Maybe he ends up back in the G League. Or maybe he goes to Europe. I mean, you know. Wow. I mean, it's just money to the Pistons if they have no interest in him. Yeah. If they have interest in him, you'll see it in the box score. Well, speaking of the the big men, though, they must not be incredibly happy with the big men they do have because why even make why even make the move for James Wiseman? I think they want to see if he's got something. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's it's a it's a no harm no foul deal for them because they had sort of soured on Sadiq Bay. Right. So. This was a tr- this was a four way trade in which everybody got rid of something they no longer had plans for. I mean, I don't think I don't think Atlanta, which is in enormous turmoil right now, had much use for Kevin Knox. I mean, Portland was pretty much done with Gary Payton. Mm-hmm. We know about Wiseman and and Bay. You know, the only really weird part of it was the five draft choices. Well, and speaking of GP two, you know, he had his first availability as a member of the Warriors and he said that he was there he was basically extremely surprised right that this ended up happening he was shocked just as shocked as everybody else and look I'm happy for him Ray I really am but it is hard I get it this money thing is going to continue to come up with James Wiseman but for the person that doesn't see that and is just looking at this from an opportunity perspective it is somewhat of a and of course the Warriors assumed that GP2 would be able to play immediately but it is turning out in my opinion to be a pretty bad trade unless you're only looking at this from a transactional financial standpoint but the problem with this sport more than any other because it has a flexible cap Mm -hmm. but it still has a cap is that the money does matter right and in the case of the warriors the money to wiseman mattered a lot i think it hastened their impatience um they might they might have decided boy i don't think we can we can ever get mileage out of him yeah and we won't know that you know unless you know they they go out and they they draft or find another big guy to say, this is a big guy we can use. But for the most part, you won't be able to separate Wiseman's potential or lack thereof from the tax. I mean, they are intertwined so that when people go, the Warriors didn't give Wiseman a chance. It's not a matter of giving you a chance. It's these are the circumstances under which he was signed. And the Warriors agreed to sign to pay him that money, but it doesn't bind them to him. You know, the money is going to get paid. Yeah. But in terms of use, that's a that's an entirely different thing. And I think the one thing that most people have a hard time separating is Wiseman's potential from his lack of flashing any of it. And when you throw that into a pot with money. It conflates everything and makes none of this crystal clear. All you know is he was here and now he's not. He was here, now he's not. He's got four rebounds, by the way, Ray, right now. So good for him. He's played 13 minutes, which is probably more important. 
Right, and that's 13 minutes he wouldn't have gotten for the Warriors unless they blew somebody out or were getting blown out. And right now, it would most be the latter in terms of what GP2 can bring to the table. This might be a situation where, look, if they if the Warriors sneak into the playoffs and GP2 shows up and he's able to be the 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 glove that he's been in the mitten that he's been and do things offensively and be in that dunker spot then i will change how i feel about this deal this could also this could also go into next season if next season he is a pivotal piece on this team cuz we know chances are divincenzo will walk earlier we talked about bright spots didn't really he is a bright spot but it's hard when i think of bright spots is something you can grow with and a lot of people believe that he won't be back specifically with GP2. I don't know that you need both of them. So if GP2 shows up and is the GP2 of at that point 2 years ago next season, then I would I would applaud the Warriors for making that move. I don't know that when they initially made the move it was all right, well hopefully he's able to help next year. It was well, try to be an immediate help this yeah, year. No, I look, I think that the Warriors tried very hard to move Wiseman in more direct deals before this and couldn't get a bite mm-hmm. because he had no resume. Yeah. And so when this came up, it became not a matter of matching talent for talent as much as it was matching problem for problem. The right. Warriors had a problem with Wiseman because he wasn't playing for them and he was going to cost a ton of money. Portland had a problem with Peyton because he'd been injured and... He wasn't happy there by all accounts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that wouldn't do the deal because Portland didn't want Wiseman. So they had to bring in other teams. And the only team that showed even remote interest, as far as anybody knows, is Detroit. So now that's a third team, but Detroit you know, didn't want Peyton either. So now you've got to involve a fourth team. And that means Atlanta. So it became an incredibly convoluted thing where it was largely teams trading problems. Not problem players, not not bad actors, but players they can't use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I personally, I'm, I'm curious because I know Sadiq Bey was coming off the bench and he was starting. I'll be honest with you, Ray. When I first saw that initial deal for James Wiseman for Sadiq Bey straight up when, it, when that first happened, I wasn't upset about it. I wasn't upset about it when I saw they went and get the five second round picks. Okay. And then it flips into GP2. I wasn't, even before we knew he wasn't injured or he was injured, I wasn't jumping for joy the same way a lot of Dub Nation is. I do think that a lot of it, look, and this isn't to take away anything from GP2 as a player, but I do think that a lot of people were very happy with the Warriors righting the wrong that they felt happened during the offseason. And I don't know how much of that was on the basketball court. Again, not trying to slight GP2 at all, but just for what this team needs. I don't know if there was a singular fix for this Warrior roster at the trade deadline. I don't know. And they still have until, what, March 1st for the buyout? It doesn't seem like they're... I don't know that they're going to do anything for the buyout. I haven't seen so many people lining up to tell you how illusory the buyout market is every Mm. year, as I have this year. Yeah. Because people keep saying, well, there's got to be somebody out there. And most of the time, the people who've done the research tell you, no, there isn't. I mean, if somebody had a gift, somebody would have paid for it. Yeah. And the truth is, 
nobody seems very interested. I mean, Bob Myers flat out said that. And it's not in his best interest to say, oh, we're not even bothering to look. Do you think the Kevin Love thing, and I don't know how much they even spoke. Well, Patrick Beverly came out and said, oh, it was between the Bulls and the Warriors. But we didn't hear anything, I mean, from the local media that the Warriors were interested in Patrick Beverly. You know how Patrick Beverly is. He has his own podcast now as well. Hashtag new media. Do we even know that Patrick Beverly and the Warriors spoke to one another? Oh, I, I'm. I'd be willing to bet that you know Patrick Beverly's agent reached out to the Warriors. Mm-hmm. I don't know who initiated the phone call. Right. So, but it, all you have to do, you make a phone call. If Bob, if it gets punched through to Bob Myers, you're talking. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that the Warriors took it seriously. I don't think they did, but it doesn't preclude the fact that there might have been words exchanged. Yeah. But you know. Again, because talking is such a vague term in this context. Yeah, or he, him saying really he, he's choosing between, and a, a very interesting Bulls team. I mean, I think if you're the Bulls, they might have sat there and said, well, everybody else is making moves. We know we're underperforming. Let's not sell. Let's see if maybe we can sneak into a plan because we do have a, a talented roster. The whole thing about, but, yeah. But without Lonzo Ball, without Lonzo Ball, the rest of the year, right. all of a sudden the exigency changed. Yeah. So, you know, I don't know that they had an incredible desire for Patrick Beverly, but they had a hole and they had to fill it with a made guy. Mm -hmm. And Patrick Beverly, whatever else you want to say about him, is a made guy in this league. He is. He is. He is. He is a character of the highest order. The Kevin Love thing that everybody was, oh, get Kevin Love. Do you think if you're going through, because to your point, okay, we went through this guy, this guy, could this guy help? Kevin Love, and I know he had a good season a couple years back. Do we think it was mostly the defensive part of this? Our defense is bad enough. I know Kevin Love can stretch the floor. We can't add a guy, another guy that can't play defense. No, I don't think I don't think Ke- Warriors were, would have been Kevin Love's first choice anyway. They couldn't offer as much money as Miami. Mm-hmm. And Miami was offering him starting minutes. Mm. I mean, Warriors don't have either of those things. Starting minutes is crazy. Well, I guess it's... Well, but they need... I mean, Miami needs bodies. And, I mean, this is not me figuring it out. This was Ira Winderman of the Fort Lauderdale Sun Sentinel figuring it out like 10 days ago. Well, because everybody comes out and says, oh, well, all these buyout guys, they're ring chasers. But it doesn't sound like Kevin Love was ring chasing because I don't think Miami is in that tier of the Eastern Conference. No, but they're going to win their division. Mm -hmm. And they're probably going to finish in the top six, although they're going to be in a dogfight with the Knicks. Yeah. And they've at least got a puncher's chance of doing something. I mean, what was the alternative? Kevin Love playing for no one? There's no ring in that. Yeah. So, I mean, basically at this point, when when you're a buyout guy, you're going to shop for the best situation, which is usually money. But in this case, it was money and playing time. So the Warriors, I don't think, were ever a legitimate factor, even if they were interested, which I don't even know if they were. I think it was people saying, man, the Warriors should get Kevin Love. Well, people saying it doesn't make it true. In fact, all it basically means is you're listening to a gas bag. Right. And chances Which is are, what the listeners are doing now. <laughs> and chances are it it's not going to happen. I mean, at this point, I don't, I don't think... 
the Warriors are going to make any more moves. It doesn't seem like they are, at least. So they're they're stuck with who who they have. the The good thing about it is, to this day, when they're all playing, and you do look at it on paper, that's still pretty darn good. And if you look at what the Warriors have versus where they are in the standings, right in the standings, they're ninth. But if you look at based on their best guys and I guess strength of team. If we were to break it down like that, the Warriors' strength of team, where would you put them? I would still put them in the top four. I wouldn't because at some point you are what your play says you are. Mm-hmm. And when they were healthy, they didn't defend well. When they've been hurt, they haven't defended well. That to me is such a fundamental part of who they are. Yeah. That having scores, I mean, that's nice to have. Everybody should have some. Right. But if you're losing games 124 to 134, 124, your problem is not offensive. Your problem's on the on the defensive end. And they've been a mediocre to poor defensive team most of the year. Yeah. I mean, they have. I would still say... And I know I'd sound like the people that I'm normally not on that side, but Draymond, that's another bright spot. Draymond defensively and offensively has been great this year. You got Draymond. You talked about who they had last year, who they lost and who they gained. If you can get GP2 on the floor, you have a DiVincenzo who I would call slightly above average defensively. You have Andrew Wiggins when he gets back. I do think that they have enough pieces to at least be average defensively and maybe above average for the stretch of a playoff run. Now, I don't know how much they're going to be able to do that to get into the playoffs. The the truth is, they've they've been healthy at times this year and they still haven't defended consistently. Yeah. And the fact is, you can't play those three guys 48 minutes a game. Mm -hmm. And if you have three guys who are really good defenders and two guys who aren't, you don't have a good defensive team because it's too easy to attack them. You know, do you, the Warriors never really had an overt liability that they relied heavily on during the championship year. Yeah. Well, and whether whether they whether the Warriors figure it out this year or not, I am really curious to see what they do at that big man position because I don't know how much longer you can go on with a 6'9 guy being your biggest guy. And we know they won the whole thing last year. Who knows what happens this year? But it seems as if... I, I saw somebody, and I'm going to do it, right? This is from yesterday, so it doesn't count. Saw somebody on the Xfinity oh, Mobile text line. I did. I can't hate you more I, I'm than sorry. I do right Look, I gave, you, I gave you a good two hours, over two hours without it, and... and don't, try to, don't try to worm your way out I of know, this. it's too late. You've made an enemy. It's too late. And they said... Well, the league had to catch up to the Warriors, basically saying that the Warriors invented this style of basketball. And I would argue, no, this this style has evolved. These guys are hybrid bigs, wings that can shoot the basketball, that can handle the basketball, that can pass the basketball. And you have got, I think you said yesterday how so many players on the floor can just do multiple things. We saw it with the Celtics, and that was the scariest thing with the Celtics when the Warriors went up against them. The Celtics just didn't have a Steph Curry, and Jason Tatum didn't play well, and the Warriors had a Steph Curry, and Steph Curry did play well. But the Warriors do suffer from 
guys on the floor, they have too many specialists. Jordan Poole is a scorer. Draymond, and I know he's been better offensively this year. Really, his average is similar. I think he was at 7.4 last season. He's at 8 points this year. So even though it looks better, his average is actually still the same. So Draymond, defensive. Looney defensive. I think you, if you're going to put Jordan Poole offensive, you have to put Steph offensive, even though he's better. He's better defensively. Andrew Wiggins, he's a guy that can do both. Clay Thompson, I would say he's a guy who could do both, but I don't know that he's defending at the highest level. These teams that are coming out now, they have so many two way guys and these positionless basketball type guys. That's where I think the Warriors are struggling because the Warriors aren't getting killed on the boards by pure centers per se. They're getting killed on the boards by 6'10", 6'11", guys that are forwards, that are also shooting threes. So I don't know how much longer the Warriors can continue on this path. And for the argument that the Warriors started this, if you want to argue that the Warriors started this, that's fine. But we also have to admit that it's evolved. And the Warriors, although they won a championship last year, the league continues to evolve. And they have to evolve as well. Well, you have to have the players to evolve with. They they and do they, they got to do they got to make a move somewhere. Well, but there there's no move to make this. This is not this, this season. These no, are I'm the not cards saying this they season. have, and it's going to take a while to extricate themselves mm-hmm. from some of the contracts. And they probably don't want to extricate themselves from the first two, you know, or really the third. Yeah, you know, pool. I think you know. Let's put it this way: if somebody wanted to offer a ton for pool, they might do that. They might regret it. But I think they'd listen. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'd listen to Curry. They can't. There's no option for for Green because that's his call, not theirs. Right. And they'd listen to to Thompson talk. But for the most part, this is who they are for the foreseeable future. They've got one pick in the draft, and you know, depending on where it falls, it could either be somebody who can help right away, or it'll be somebody that. Doesn't see much time the first year. I mean, it just, it's, you, there is no easy path to changing the face of this team. They are who they are, and they play the way they play. And as they continue to age, they will play a little less effectively with every passing year, unless they are all Tom Brady. Doesn't, well, you can make that argument about Steph. I don't know about, I don't know if you can make that argument about any of these guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, the truth is you can't foretell somebody's health situation. I mean, and, and Curry, you know, he's out now. and He's out for an extended period. That, I, yeah. But I don't know if that's age or if that's just contact or whether it's a combination of the two. Well, I think that's that's something in terms of Steph Curry and, and aging. When everybody hears the word aging, I know I do the same thing. The first thing I think about is... What does it look like when you're on the floor? And Steph Curry, when he is on the floor, to me, it doesn't look like he's aged. It doesn't look like he's really lost a step. He is still Steph Curry for the most part. But part of the aging that you don't always connect is the injury bug and being injured more often. And Steph has had an interesting path because he was injured at the beginning of his career. He got through those ankle injuries. Now he's just getting older. So things... so. I don't know if the injuries that the interesting question is the injuries that took him out this season, do they take him out for the amount, the same period of time? I don't know. Four years ago. 
I have no clue. I don't know. So they felt like freak accidents. The the shoulder one specifically felt like a freak accident. This one with the knee, not so much. These things happen. So it's return time. I, I would assume what a lot of people say when you're younger, you heal quicker. It's return time. And it's the and it's literally the ability to stay on the floor. So this thing might not end with. Steph Curry just not making shots anymore. That guy's going to be able to make a three-pointer until it's his time. What it is is how is your availability? How often can you stay on the floor? How long does it take for you to come back? That's the piece of this when in terms of the aging core that I think I mean, even myself, I just skip over. It's just, well, he looks the same. Yeah, but he, he gets dinged up a little bit. Yeah, well, he lose, he lo- he's lost chunks of most of the recent seasons yeah um 2021 he didn't really but last year he did this year he is 18 19 20 i mean there there are pieces of the season where he's out and i don't know if that's age or there's just bad luck but those start to accumulate they do so i don't know what to tell you (laughs) well actually i do know what to tell you We're sponsored by 5-Hour Energy. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
Hammond and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. That's Alan Styles. I'm someone else. And we are joined now by the NFL Network's shiningest light, the lovely, the talented, the elegant, Rich Eisen. Hello, my son. What, what, a, uh, what an introduction, Ray. Um, and it's filled with um, um, a lot of syllables and uh, adjectives, and I appreciate them all. I tried to give you as many vowels as I could manage. I love it. I don't like buying them, so I appreciate taking them. Thank you. So let's start with the most compelling news story. Um, St. Louis Battlehawks playing tonight. Who you got? <laughs> I thought you were going with Aaron Rodgers' yurt, his Oregon yurt. Oh, we'll get to that. But I want to I want to lead with the story that people are literally riveted by. What is that again? I want to go with the story that people are riveted by or riveted to. And that is? Oh, the XFL. Okay. Surely you must you oh, must yeah. have an analysis for tonight's game. Uh, my my only analysis that I've uh, I've seen of the NX, uh, XFL is uh, I like that they're they let you hear completely what they're talking about with the review, um, and I like that they got rid of that awful rule that the NFL refuses to quit um, fumbling through the end zone uh, gives the ball to the defense as opposed to in the XFL the offense gets it at the spot of the fumble. You didn't think I would really break down XFL nuance, did you? Right. I'll be honest with you, I'm disappointed. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, let's let's go to the secondary story. Aaron Rodgers. That is? Uh, performative, um, informative, no. or no. just noise? Uh, I, I, I think he's truly um, someone who um, believes in um, clearing his mind or... Um, absolutely believes what uh, he is doing is uh, helpful to his um, state of mind, and I, I more power to him. Uh, there's so many people who do that. I don't know many of them, but um, and he wants to share that this is what he does to get his mind ready. Great, um, you know, and, and it's not like it, 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 everybody needs to remember. Brett Favre and what he did with the Packers, this is nothing compared to what... I know Favre didn't go on a show every week to speak his mind on topics outside of football also, and Favre didn't say, I'm going into some, you know, uh, darkness hut, you know, what, what is it, uh, a sky cave, whatever it's called in Oregon. <laughs> Dark and room. I know it comes... Right, and I know it comes across as... Um, as a, a little bit out there, but it, it ain't far. Um, Years telling the Packers, I don't know, I don't know. One year he told, you know, he told the night of the final game, I'm coming back. Another time he made it, you know, he he, he had a whole hoo-ha 45-minute chat with Mike Sherman, keeping the media waiting, and then came out and said, I don't know. And then one year he said, I'm out. And then after they turn to Rodgers, he says, I'm in. I'm coming back. And they're like, no, we're, you, you're out. And come on, like, this is not that. This is not that at all. I mean, it's still February 23rd. The combine is next week. The Packers, you know, uh, new league year doesn't really begin until 
uh, May 15th. So there's time. Let him clear his head. Let him figure it out. And in the meantime, we're all waiting and wondering what his, what his options uh We know what his options are, what, what, which one he's going to choose. Well, and, and Rich, I mean, I'm just of the mindset. You, you see him on the Pat McAfee show, and I, I'm telling you, the smile that he has during that show, when he, he just looks happier doing that than anything else that I've seen him do on a football field it, for the last couple of years at least. When you talk about the options that Aaron Rodgers has, if you are a betting man, if you are a betting man, and even if you aren't, where do you think he ends up? Staying put. Hmm. Uh, I, I think he stays put. I yeah. think he stays in the spot where, you know, he can finish and have uh, finish his career with just the one team um, and um, doesn't have to go somewhere else, learn a new way to work, a new system um, where he's uh, loved by most fans and um, and he stays put. And, he, and, and it's all well and good where it finished up very strong um that's where i would think i i mean his other options are to go to the afc i mean the green bay packers aren't going to send him to the nfc um you know somewhere else in the nfc um although he does have options to force his hand to wherever he wants to go i can't imagine he'll be able to force his hand to san francisco or something like that but it's a crazy ass league where 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 I didn't see Devontae Adams getting traded last year and Roger Stan. I didn't see Tyree Kill going. I mean last last March was off the charts in terms of unpredictability, but um, I, I think he stays put. You aptly put it as a crazy ass league, but let me ask the second question in the quarterback festival, but let me ask it in reverse order. While Derek Carr is clearly leaving the Raiders, what do the Raiders do about that? Not about whether he goes or not. That That's already been done. But who do they replace him with? I mean, who's going to get Devontae Adams the ball and who's going to hand it to Josh Jacobs? Where are they? Um, I don't know. I, I think that's the place where Jimmy Garoppolo wants But. Daniel system inside now. That's the guy who I think the Daniels trusts. That's the guy who, as we all know, the the uh, Patriots are grooming to replace Brady. That's the guy who um, is still young enough to give him two, three years while they potentially, you know, draft Will Levis. You're hearing that out of Kentucky as a rumor, seventh overall. Um, I I I I proper to think that that's. Uh, that's where he winds up, and because um, I, I mean I, I don't know if uh, again I don't know if McDaniel's and and Rogers um, are are a mix. Uh, you know you hear how McDaniel's likes to do things his own way, his own Patriot 2.0 way, and Derek Carr certainly didn't fit in there, and um, and I don't know if Rogers is what McDaniels wants to have, certainly when he can have a drafted player of his own and uh, a guy of his own to uh, to let the player be drafts marinate who can actually win football games from this coming year. Um, I guess we're going to have to do this at some point, so I may as well just do it now. The 49ers 
have a quarterback who probably won't be ready for opening night. They have another one who missed all of last year with an injury. Is there a conceivable scenario in your mind where Kyle Shanahan has Brock Purdy, he has Trey Lance, but goes out and gets a more reliable third guy in case the worst-case scenario happens again? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, last year's Niners quarterback room and scenario is the wildest I can recall in my 20 years of doing um, this NFL network thing. I mean, where Garoppolo basically says goodbye at the NFC Championship game and to the media and then says, I'm getting surgery which on the spot makes him untradeable. So he's still around as Lance clearly gets the gig because of the draft capital the Niners utilized to go get him. Um, camp starts, and Garoppolo isn't even on the depth chart. He's, he's basically there as, you know, a, a hood ornament. They don't even give him a playbook. Then they realize, well, going in to camp with this kid they picked last and the draft, despite how good he does look, they can't really have him backing up Trey Lance, so they convince Garoppolo to stay. He does. Lance starts. Game two, he's out on a cart. Garoppolo then takes them on the same path that he took them the year before. Then he goes out on a cart. Then comes the kid that they didn't even want to trust um, to have back up Lance because that's why they chose Garoppolo, and that kid damn near wins Rookie of the Year and then gets hurt in the NFC Championship game. I mean, it's wild. So I can't sit here and say there are no scenarios that work. That's a very long-winded way of saying I think it's Lance's job. Let's see when Purdy does go under the knife for his elbow to see if he does have an opportunity to make training camp and make a competition out of it. I mean, I had Trey Lance on my show at the Super Bowl. And he said he invited the, uh, the competition. He said he didn't want anything handed to him. And I think that uh, got a lot of a 49ers fans' attention of, of appreciative, uh, appreciative attention. So uh, I think it's Lance's job, and I think Purdy's going to be around there. But if his elbow's not good enough, then let's see who is still out there that, that would take the job. Do the, war, do the 49ers have enough depth at cart? At what? At cart. Since they used it so um, often this year. But you got your boots on the ground there. I think you'd probably be more familiar with that. Um, they, they used a lot of cards last year. You know, most cards in the uh, division. Uh, DK Metcalf was second, I think, in the division. Using a card, but for a different reason. <laughs> Rich, uh, I am curious you alluded to Trey Lance being on your show and as you can imagine it was huge here in the Bay Area and obviously all the Niner fans out here and all across, all across the nation and the world watched it what were your initial thoughts on Trey Lance you spoke about how he wants to compete but what did you think about Trey Lance and the way he carries himself so much is said about the QB1 position what were your thoughts on Trey Lance after meeting with him Delightful. Uh, I mean, delightful. And also in a better mindset than when I had him on the Super Bowl week last year. He zoomed in to the show, actually, as opposed to show up in person. And, you know, he was still kind of 
what appeared to be shell-shocked by his rookie season going the way it did. This time around, he struck me as much more sure of himself, much more, um, what you know, lighthearted. And and when he said, you know, I don't want anything handed to me, because let's be honest, the guys, the guys play. I I forgot that number. I had it, you know, on my fingertips when I was interviewing him. Guys played only in what, like eighteen games in the last three calendar years, yeah. college and professional. Mm-hmm. So he's still completely untested, very raw. And for him to say, I'll compete, uh, is awesome. And let's be honest, I mean, you want to talk about a, a league with the upside uh, at the quarterback position, there, there aren't many that, that can just drop back and throw, and that's, that's all they do. I mean, Lance in the Shanahan system, the vaunted Shanahan system, I think would be... Uh, explosive and very difficult very difficult to defend and we just saw you know the Eagles take somebody extremely difficult to defend to the Super Bowl and almost to the podium so uh, I still think the upside for him is uh, tremendous and I just really like seeing him in person and and uh, and kind of he was very playful he seemed really chill I was very pleased to see that are you among the school of thinkers who believe that the number of quarterbacks who could run Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's system is remarkably numerous, or do you think there are skills that he requires from his quarterback that make it almost harder to fill? Uh, I, that's an interesting question. I mean, I'm not, I'm not really one of those all 22 types, but you know, um, Birdie certainly looked real comfortable in it, didn't he? I mean, he was amazing. And 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 when he would come to work, you know, with his book bag, it literally looked like he was going to uh, home ec class. You know, <laughs> uh, he, he was unbelievable. So, I guess it's one of those quarterback friendly systems where you don't have to run the football as a quarterback. Matt Ryan won an MVP in 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 the system that he was running. Um, and, you know, Garoppolo really wasn't much of a threat to run either. So, um, uh, yeah, I guess many quarterbacks can can really succeed at it, for sure. So if you took a step back, Rich, just looking at the Niners as a whole, and obviously you try to win when you have these guys on a rookie deal, how do you, how do you view the Niners' window? Because... The Niners, they've been in this spot where they are an extremely talented team, Super Bowl-ready roster. We keep hearing about this, but they haven't won the big one. What do you think in terms of their window? You have teams that just come out of nowhere, like the Eagles with the Jalen Hurts, and now you got to worry about them. The Cowboys aren't going anywhere, even though people like to joke about the Cowboys. If you're Kyle Shanahan, if you're the Niner fan base, you got to get one of these soon, no? Well, I mean... Yeah, but they're, I mean, it does appear that they're set at so many positions. Um, Lynch is terrific at the job. I think he and Shanahan work really well together. Jed York is thrilled with them. And if there's any, you know, coach, quarter, GM combination that could survive 
trading multiple first-round picks to move up to take a quarterback who hardly plays a game for them. Um, it's these two, as they've made, you know, NFC championship games, plural, in three of the four, you know, four years, uh, last four years. And they're just finding so many talented players. I love Fred Warner, Afonga. You know, their, their defensive line is beyond stout. They have the defensive player of the year on it. Debo Samuel is transformative. Kittle is one of my favorite players I've covered and gotten to meet and know in the 20 years with the NFL. I, I, you know, McCaffrey's now there. I think the window's open for, for a nice long time. They're young and they, they're physical. Nobody wants to really play them. And the question is, is what, what happens when push comes to shove? You know, and in the last two NFC championship games, you know, push came to shove and, and they got, they got pushed around. And I, I know, you know, every Niner I spoke to that week, you know, from Lance to Debo to, you know, Kittle, not so much, but they really thought that what happened to Purdy getting knocked out ruined their chances. And, and thus it really wasn't a fair fight. But the reason why Purdy got knocked out is because the Eagles dominated, eviscerated the line. I mean, that's the fact. So Purdy doesn't get knocked out. As a matter of fact, if he has an extra beat, Ayuk was open on the play in which he hurt his his, his uh, elbow. Yep. So, so they they're 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 right there. And 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 if circumstances are different on two championship Sundays, maybe they get one of these Super Bowls. But Hey man, you know they don't have another one in the case. I get it, but outside of the Chiefs, who has been more consistently returning to Super Bowl form? And and I, I there, there's no other team other than the Niners that you look at right now. Um, the Packers, you know, at years Rodgers winning, you know, what he referred to on Pat's show as his COVID MVP years, which I don't know what means what that means, but you know. They didn't. They didn't get there. The Niners did, and that you know does count for something. It should, because so many other teams, like ask the Cowboys, who haven't made one since 1995. So um, I know it's frustrating that there's not another one, but uh, I I would say what? That, don't you think they're one of the three teams that can that'll enter next year? Eagles, them, and whoever else might improve their hands, the Rams getting healthy? I don't know. Uh, who would you choose in the NFC next year going in? And I, 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 you know, I'd be hard-pressed to choose someone other than the Niners. Um, and finally, before we let you go, and you've been kind to give us as much time as you did, have you reached a level of importance at the NFL Network after all these years where you can make an intern run your 40 for you at the Combine? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'll, I don't. I don't intend to try that just yet. You know, I'm. I'm. I'm not running at the combine this year. It's going to be my third year of not running there, and the reason why was it was kind of forced. COVID, as you know, canceled the the combine one year. Yeah. And then the, the next year, what we wound up doing is um, because it was impossible to get um, people to run the forty um, with me at the combine. Um, we we did it, it at SoFi Stadium in an empty stadium and brought uh, a bunch of NFL legends and hooked them up with some deep-pocketed philanthrop- 
philanthropists who ran with them, and we raised a ton of money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital, and a light bulb went over my head saying, if I continue to do this and raise as much money doing it that way, and that is also a way to transition. I'm a 53-year-old man, Ray. I don't, I don't know how many people want to watch me run at some point, you know? So um, I think I might have already reached that shark jumping point anyway. But um, so I'm going to do it in the Rose Bowl again this year. We're going to reach out to the Legends community again and the NFL uh, community of philanthropists again, the Play 60 community, and, you know, celebrate the health of children with me running, but some other people running as well at the Rose Bowl. Um, and then maybe I transition that from now on. But I think my days of running at the Combine are over. That's a level of cowardice that disappoints us all. <laughs> I'm still running. I'm still going to do it. But I'm, I, I have to think long term. I don't want this thing to end just because, you know, I'm going to start running six fives because I'm getting up there. You know what I mean? Well, so, just change your uh, position then. You know, stop pretending you're, position, you're, what? you're a running back. Starting line? Long snapper. I could. I could do more things. That's yeah. right. I, I could just take the Wonderlick. You know, I could do that. Yeah. Well, you can get the intern to take that for you. That now you're talking. I know how to delegate. Now you're talking, but that may be against the law. I don't know. You yeah, know? who's going to prosecute? I don't know. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Anyway, listen, thanks yeah. again for your time. You were swell as always. Um, you got it. Enjoy the combine in whatever form it takes for you. And uh, we will oh, talk no, to you soon. It's going to be the form. I mean, for... Uh, for Four nights, starting Thursday, they switched it up. The defensive linemen are going first on Thursday night on NFL Network. And then the, the defensive backs. And then I do believe the quarter it's the quarterbacks on Saturday. So that'll be the big one. And then Sunday will be our last day. Four, four long days of three-cone drills. And the assistant general managers go on Sunday. That'll be it. I look forward to it. Rich Eisen, we looked forward to this. It was grand as always. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night. Enjoy the enjoy the combine, and we will talk to you soon. Thanks again. Take care, gents. All right. Adios. Yeah, he's okay. He's pretty I, good. Yeah, I think we'll keep him. Oh yeah. I, I the fact that he has finally admitted that you know he's starting to lose a step mm -hmm. just indicates to me that you know maybe he maybe he could do a unicycle. I'm think, I was thinking, you know, it's got to be the 40. Maybe you just do a 10 or a 20. I think maybe ride the cart. Yeah. Since that's that's now part of his analysis repertoire. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of sick of this. Let's go home. Let's go home real quick before I let you go. Real quick. Shout out to Xfinity Mobile Text Line, uh, YouTube chat, and the Twitch stream. There you go. You came to. this close. I had you to. Came this close. I was going to have your car repo. <laughs> but since you bailed out at the last minute, I'll spare you. There you go. Um, sports don't build character. They build a desire to get the hell out of here. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.